Welcome to the Russin Box, where dancers go for show prep and candy chat. I'm Claire Kretschmar. And I'm Aron Sands. And we're dancers with New York City Ballet. Back to school. Back to school. Kind of have to go back to school every day. We go to ballet class in the morning, do our training. Right. Hour every day, no matter what the schedule is. Yeah, let's jump in. So class, ballet class, is not the only schooling that we go back to every day. Yeah, some of us do outside school. And what do you mean by that? (laughs) Well, some of the dancers in the company go to college. They go to Fordham University, Columbia University. Some people go to the new school. Some people also do extra like online courses or different workshops throughout the year because they want to study a particular subject or they want to get a major. You would say that going to college is supported by the company. When you get into the company, there's no meeting for the new dancers that say you have the option to go to college. But if you know about these college programs that might fit with our work schedule, the company definitely supports your decision to go to those programs. Mm -hmm. I think it really helps to cultivate the whole person. And with our various college programs, the scholarships that are available to us allows us to afford college. And that is something you did, right, Claire? Yeah, I used the different scholarships that we have here with New York City Ballet and with Fordham specifically because I I went to Fordham for eight years. I did college part-time. I took about two courses a semester mm-hmm. and sometimes I would take a course or two in the summer because that's when our schedule is lighter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, slowly but surely, I made my way to achieve an undergraduate degree in communications and media studies with a minor in English. And yeah, it was a really great experience. And again, it was affordable because of these programs that we have installed. Yeah, and thanks to that, it has made the number of dancers that go to college increase up to a third yeah. of the company. Yeah, a third yeah, a third of the company roughly goes mm-hmm. to college in yeah. New York City Ballet. And it's interesting because in the past 2 years, I've put together a graduation ceremony for the dancers who can't attend their graduation because oftentimes the graduations are on Saturday and we're on, in the they're on a the Saturday season. in May. Yeah, and we're performing and so a lot of the dancers can't go because they're cast to do a ballet. Right. Um, And so two years ago, I just put together a very makeshift celebration with some random skits with um, just all of the graduates in attendance and their Mm -hmm. family members and friends. And we've held a graduation ceremony. And because of that, I've heard some of the younger dancers in the company say that that was really inspiring to them to see these members of the company graduate and that witnessing that ceremony made them want to get a degree. And so that was really a really beautiful encounter that I had with a few of the dancers that they they shared that with me, that it's 
seeing their colleagues get a degree mm -hmm. and work really hard to do that and to see them achieve it, they mm -hmm. were really inspired to try themselves. Yeah. But also, college is not the only New York City ballot education option that they offer. They're also encouraging dancers into enroll in a fellowship teaching program connected with the School of American Ballet. And also through our choreographic institute, they give an opportunity to dancers to have a first touch with a choreographing process and what's like working with other colleagues. Yeah, and again, just kind of cultivating your whole person mm -hmm. and preparing yourself for what might come after this career because ballet career is not that long, mm -hmm. relatively. I think. Compared to a full lifetime. Yeah, and people do always ask us, like, how long do you think you'll be dancing? And it's kind of, it's a hard question to hear yeah. often because it's, It's almost as if people assume. Or they're expecting an they're end. They're expecting an end, which really, it's, they're right. It's not that long, but you can do it. Um, you can do it, I think, into your late 30s, into your 40s. We have dancers who are up there, and they're still doing amazing work. But it's wise for us to think about what we might like to do in the future so that we don't hit a roadblock And as a perfect example of all of this, we'd like to introduce Abby Stafford, principal ballerina, mother, wife, teacher, and full law student. Hello. Thank Hi, you Abby. for having Ab me. Abstaff. Oh, yeah. I call, I'll call Abby Stafford Abstaff. She even sent me an email titled... Uh, Abstaff. Dear Abstaff. <laughs> <laughs> Last night at 11.30, I was like, Claire Kay, why are you awake at 11.30? I have business to do, <laughs> Abby. <laughs> anyway, cool. okay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you, especially in this episode where we're going back to school and talking mm -hmm. about college education mm -hmm. um, and other educations in general. So I think we're going to go ahead mm -hmm. and ask you... How has been your college experience so far? Well, I've done my whole education at Fordham University, um, along with Claire Kay, who we had graduated in 2018. Yep. Um, I started part-time, took me eight years, so I did my undergrad at Fordham. I started when I was 27 and graduated when I was 36, mm -hmm. five, Uh, let me see. Yeah, 35. 35, yeah. And then I went straight on into the law school program, part-time also, so it's going to be four years. So I'm going to graduate in 2022 when I'm 40. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a good mile marker. Yeah, I was like, it's a good way to celebrate. And why did you decide in the first place to go to college? Like after, because mm -hmm. you finished at School of American Ballet probably when you were a teen yeah and then I guess you went you took a hiatus from school for a while I did um I graduated from high school in 2000 and then from college in 2018 so I decided that every 18 years I graduate from something although this time I hope it doesn't take 
18 years, mm-hmm. only four. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I took a hiatus. I, I mean, now it's very commonplace to see a lot of dancers going to college right after high school. I don't know yeah. if that's what you did. I did, yeah. yeah. I went straight into college. Straight into college. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of because I'm, I'm a bit older than these guys. In, in my day, doing that was less common, and most people so, sort of waited just a little bit and focused on dancing and career. Mm-hmm. And even just a little prior to my generation, the dancers didn't even go to college at all. So, so there's really been a quick sort of yeah turn, like, turnover. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. And I, I think kinda, it's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed going to college and having mm-hmm. that on the side because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes when I feel like dance isn't going so well or I'm getting frustrated with when does that ever happen. <laughs> Just daily. daily. <laughs> I was to say daily. Um, <laughs> in a realistic way. But no, it's good. It can be frustrating. And so it's nice yeah. to have this other outlet that can enrich you and give you other goals to aspire to achieve when you feel like you're not um, fulfilling your best. And I, I think that is a very personal thing. Like I think maybe yeah. to people who are watching the shows or people who are watching the rehearsals, they might see that we're doing better mm-hmm. than we think we are because we're oh. quite hard on ourselves. All the time. Um, but it is nice to have that extra outlet. And it does, I feel like, inform our dancing too. I mean, I definitely feel like um, it's sort of made me less crazy, if that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like you said, like focusing on different things and thinking less about ballet because you know we often think about ballet all the time yeah and and, um having other things to think about is helpful for me as well yeah it puts the world in perspective when yeah it's just ballet yeah it's just ballet (laughs) and it's amazing and it's uplifting and it's yeah um a very idealistic art form and it's a gift to be able to do it but at the same time the world is a big place, and there's yeah. so much that's going on yeah. outside of our theater um, and outside of our own bodies. Yes. We, so, don't, we don't realize. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does a day look like when you're a principal dancer with New York City Ballet yes. and a wife and yes. a mother yes. and a law student? What does my day look like? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, a lot of people ask me this question, and I say that pretty much every moment of my day is spent doing something. So, I, you know, I wake up. I wake up with my kid. He's four now. Colin. Colin. Um, I see – he usually wakes up about 7, and I see him in the morning, and then I take him to school, and then I come – usually I'm, like, late, as you all know, but I usually come and take class – and then anytime I have a break is when I'm doing my homework. So anytime I have a break um, between rehearsals, that's when I do my homework because when I'm at home, I'm just like trying to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I do my homework. You'll often find me in the dancer's lounge, um, which, I mean, I like to think it's my office, but a lot of other people <laughs> seem to think it's the dancer's lounge. So but they're wrong. And like their nap space. They just come <laughs> in. Oh, dare I'm they like, come in and take me. a nap when you're studying. You're like, are you coming for a consultation? Coming <laughs> I, in. Exactly. Like, I'm not cheap. Um, <laughs> and then this past semester, which had just finished yesterday, um, I was doing 
school from 6 to 6 to about 8 o'clock Monday through Thursday. And then I would go home, put my kid to bed, and then do some more homework and then go to bed. But this semester, I'm going to switch to some morning classes, actually all morning, and some Monday classes. And you had an internship this summer, right? I did. I did. What was that like? It was amazing. It was like the best decision I've made in a while. And who did you work for? What company? I worked for the Legal Aid Society. It's public defenders. And so I was um, downtown um, for 10 weeks um, in the courthouse helping on trials, and it was really great experience. What does helping on trials mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I helped on a jury trial from start to finish, and so what I did was I looked at the evidence, and um, my supervising attorney asked me to like pull out still shots of some of the video. I also drafted a, a jury charge, and when my supervising attorney said, can you draft blah, blah, blah? My stomach just went, <gasps> like, I was like, what? But me? she helped me. <laughs> Little me? She helped me, and the judge accepted it, and we won the trial. Oh, my nice. god! Oh, no. It was amazing. It was amazing. And did this happen? How far into your 10-week internship did this happen? It was, like, the last week. That is yeah. amazing. It was it's, amazing. like, all that work yeah. added up to a really big success. Yes. Yeah. The jury was out for 26 minutes. Wow. How would you compare that to, like, pre-show nervous? That's a really good question. Um, I actually, I was, it was a different kind of nervous because it wasn't about me. It was, like, how this mm. other person mm-hmm. was going to be affected and whether or not he was going to go to jail, you know? Whoa. And so I, it was a different kind of nerve. And then the relief was also different and, like, more satisfying we were all crying it was just like (laughs) yeah so it was like not having it be about my performance necessarily about like how I'm doing but like how I was able to help another person was a very different kind of reward reward yeah nice that's incredible it was something I'd like to experience again so you went back to being like an apprentice this summer. I did. I did. And I was, they just like kind of throw you and they help you, but you just sort of have to pick it up. And I've already done that. So it's been a while, but. <laughs> That's very cool. I've That's been here amazing. 20 years. So. Yeah. So, Abby, what <laughs> do you hope to do with your law degree? Well, you know, people, a lot of people are asking me that question as well. And I don't really know yet. And usually what I say is, you know, I just want to make some money, Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is honest. Yes, practical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. IP is interesting to me, intellectual property. Um, I took a course that was about art law and sort of all that. It's very relevant. It's very Mm -hmm. relevant. Um, There's like a... Um, a law firm called the Volunteer Lawyers for the Arts, and I was looking into that. That sounds really great. Yeah, I you feel could like apply. you would have a lot to bring. That's what yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Just sort of combine the two expertises, yeah. totally. if you will. Or I might end up like in big law somewhere. I don't know. What's big law? Big law is like a big law firm. Okay. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I take that like Abby. corporate, like real estate. You know, 
With your own Bravo TV show and all of that. Yes, exactly. and where you make you make a lot of money. Yeah, and, and okay. we'll see your face um, in the subway car and oh, yeah. your phone number. Yeah, like 1-800. Stafford and Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Call 1-800. Abby Stafford. <laughs> Call 1-800 Abby Stafford. Actually, that yeah. could work. Going to be like injured in an auto accident? <laughs> You're going to get a lot of calls. <laughs> Especially in New York. Yeah. 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 Okay, and what was your most fun class? You know, I really enjoyed legal writing because we we did um, oral arguments. Like, we had to, like, write our appellate brief mm-hmm. and pretend we were going up in front of the Supreme Court and, like, argue our um, case. Our case. And, we, you know, we, we went up against our fellow students. And no, they didn't declare a winner, but, like, it was still... But, like, you knew. I totally won. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I never thought that would be something that I would be able to stand up and do because we, we don't talk. We, like, we Mm-mm. talk with our body. Yeah. And it's funny because when I get nervous when I'm in a dance, I worry that my body's not not going to do what I needed to do. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You feel that too? Mm-hmm. All just the time. Me? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm All like, the time. my body's going to fail Very familiar. Me. I know. My legs are going to um, poop out and, you know, just, that's what I worry down. about. Yeah. And then for this, I was worried that I was going to get up there and my brain was going to go blank. <laughs> so, but I knew how to like deal with the nerves in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And in, in a way that um, my fellow students probably hadn't had to, you know, too much experience We've had with. to deal yeah. with performance anxiety. and All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you might ha- like have it a little bit or a lot. It depends on the person. depends on the part that you're doing. Yes. Or even just, like, performance anxiety in the sense of being in a rehearsal studio and you're trying to perform yeah. your best for the people in the front of the room or for right. your colleagues. Like, we have to face it all day. Yes, yeah. every day. So, yeah, yeah I that makes sense that you were relatively comfortable. I was. And I also, you know, I reminded myself that um, it's going to get, like, I need to practice. I need to practice at that as well. Like, I'm going to get better at that with practice as I did with mm-hmm. dance. Yeah. So Something, when I went to school at Fordham, I remember getting nervous just to speak in class. Oh, totally. To raise your hand. We're just so no use to it. I know. I was, and it kind of frustrated me that when we were having a group conversation, I would have to really think about what I wanted to say. Yeah. And I'd have to kind of craft it in my brain. And rehearse it. And rehearse it in my brain before I would say it in front of the group. And I was always just kind of... I would see my fellow classmates, and they would seemingly raise their hands and just say whatever. Yeah. And they had almost less fear about saying things. But for some reason, me speaking in the classroom was a big hurdle. I mean, we're trained to be quiet, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To make no sound. Yeah, Yeah. literally. With our feet, with our (laughs) mouth. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I was in elementary school, middle school, high school, mm-hmm. I guess maybe the setting was a little, felt like a little less pressure or it wasn't as imperative that I speak in class right, when right. I was younger. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden in college, college, part of your grade depends on yeah. 
your class participation, which depends on you speaking and being heard in the right. classroom. So right. all of a sudden, I had to go from just kind of coasting, doing the work diligently in my earlier years to mm-hmm. being in college and actually having to force myself to say things in class in well, order to get a good grade. I think you did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and look at me now have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And now she can't shut up. <laughs> And now we're like, Clara Kay, enough. (laughs) Well, at law school, um, most of the grade is actually the final. So there isn't really Mm -hmm. a class participation grade, but they do cold call. So that's like when they're like, Arone, what do you think? (sighs) You're like, (laughs) or like, well, here's what I think. Well, what do you think, Professor? That's like when you're like in the back and you're understudying and all of a sudden they're like, okay, let's see the understudies do it. And you're just like, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Speaking of, we have a pop quiz for Abby Stafford today. Surprise. pop quiz? That is a surprise. Ab Staff, we are going to quiz you on all sorts of things. We Law-related? Oh, no. No, not law. You're not going to be asked what does a civil (laughs) trial look like with, what do you call those cases where somebody slips and falls? Do you just call it a slip and fall? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we didn't go through your books. As you can tell, I've been to law school. Yeah, Yeah. She has seen law and order once. Um, okay, yeah, we're going to give you a pop quiz. We're going to do a few different styles of questions. And our first question is, what year did you become an apprentice? And if you can give us the month, that's extra credit. November 1999. Wow. November 23rd. <gasps> Whoa. And I'm just going to say that I remember the date because it might be part of like a password or something like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody heard that. <laughs> part part of. I see. So that's oh. the only reason why I remember. Okay. Okay, next question. When did you become a soloist? January 22nd, 2002. Oh my wow. gosh, she's good. Balanchine's birthday. Oh wow. my gosh. Yeah, I know. Okay, we're going to move That's really forward. good. Wow. Um, I this... can totally go to law school. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, next question. What was the first time that you shared the New York City Ballet stage with Aron Sands? Oh, my God. See? They're getting harder. Okay. Have we ever... Shared the stage. Wait, okay, so on not the stage like partnering together. together. No, on okay. the stage together. Have we ever danced together anyway? Perhaps go, go. not in this stage. Okay, so Aron is... He's young, so I remember... Good answer so far. I... Maybe you got in the company in like 2010. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. 2009. She's good. No. 2010. It was 2011. I was 2010. So yeah. You're okay. But like very, very good. Good. 2011. Okay. We're impressed so you already. Probably, were we doing a fall season? Yep. Okay. You're doing very well. Yeah. And she wants to get it right. <laughs> Take your time. This is called the aristocratic method. Um, oh. Talk it out. Just talk it out. Um, Okay, so what did we do that season would be the question. Maybe was there like a Swan Lake? (gasps) Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. That's crazy. You just guessed? Yeah. 
Yes. I just guessed. The, the right answer is Swan Lake. <gasps> Swan Lake, Abby. were you a court? Correct. Oh, court. my gosh. What were you? And what were you dancing? Yeah, what were you? Um, pas de cot? Yes. Oh, okay. my gosh. I probably had given up pas de trois by then. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know if... I don't and I was I, w- I wasn't in the first act, so even oh. if you would have done pot of try, I wouldn't have been with you. But like, you, like the didn't... answer you just gave us was like the absolutely Abby, correct you one. Are three but for you, three if I with was, extra details. But if I was in the pot of trois, you wouldn't have come down to watch me, or I mean, I would have been there, but not on stage. Oh, okay, okay, just making sure. Like, oh my gosh, Abby, you're really good. We at thought this. that we were gonna stump you with that one, but yeah, I thought I was gonna not. get you there. I know they apparently were really excited. Not about that. Next. In which ballad do you and Claire Critchmar embody witches? I have no idea. Yes, you do. Pictures at an exhibition. Correct. That's Good an job. easy one, guys. Yeah, we, because we thought you were going to do really bad <laughs> in the one before. So we were I like, the two ones before. We were like, let's not make her feel bad. Let's give her an easy one. <laughs> we were trying to be a good teacher in this way. You know, give a few bones. Take yeah. away a lot of other ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question is going to be another true or false. Mimi Paul originated the first variation role in George Balanchine's Emeralds from the ballad Jewels. True or false? False. And Correct. do you happen to know who it was? That will give you like Bonus three brownie points. points. Well, Mimi Paul did the second variation. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Violet Verity. Correct. <gasps> This is crazy. Shoot. We could This is crazy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, next no, time you're gonna, here, it's going to be like and very, very, very technical advanced. questions. Everyone can confirm okay, that I'm I've, not Googling anything. She's yeah, no she doesn't anything. have her phone. I don't have she my can't phone. see anything. No. None of the answers. She's just wow. like so smart. Shoot. She yeah. might get 100. Okay. Fordham Law. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Go Rams. <laughs> Go Rams. Okay. Bobby. Here comes a hard one. Try to get this one right. That it was said in one of our prior podcasts. So if you listen to our podcast, then you would answer this correctly, but... This is like Kelly and Ryan. All right, here we go. (laughs) What did Russell Jansen say he did as a younger dancer before shows in order to prepare? A, do his hair before makeup to ensure proper makeup alignment on his face. (laughs) That sounds like Russell. B, Allow ample time to get ready in order to practice many steps on stage before the show. I don't really see Russell practicing on stage before a show. See, remember this is, it says, what did he do as a younger dancer? Just keep it in mind. Oh. Okay, C. Everyone is younger to me, so. C. <laughs> C. Fall down a few times in order to get his mistakes out of the way before the curtain rose. D. All of the above. I'm going to guess A. Wait, is that the makeup one? Yeah. 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 A. And you're wrong. Finally. <sighs> the answer is fall down a few times. Like on purpose? Yes. I don't yes. understand how that works. <laughs> Only he did. Little Russell Jansen wanted to get out like these extra nerves of falling down on the stage. So he thought, why not get it out before the show? So that the show, you know, hopefully, presumably, he wouldn't fall down because he already did it. Speaking of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We all go through our things. Um, I don't know. Well, he doesn't do it now. So Mm. apparently, I think the answer is no. 
Well, there was one time in Namuna, a grand divertissement. Were you on? Were you dancing Yes, that? and that was their next question. That was but go next. ahead. That was um, literally the next question. Really? Yeah, you say can it, read it. Say I like Arona's fell point. on top of Russell, and he didn't help me up. And now I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm gonna read the question that okay. I have written down. The question Are was: you psychic? In which ballad did you really trip smart. and end up landing on top of Russell Jensen, who was <laughs> at the time sitting on the floor and who did not help you up? In what ballet? Yeah. Namuna, a grand divertissement. That's yeah. absolutely right. Oh my god. So gosh. now you just you don't just get the answers right. Now you're guessing the questions. <gasps> it's insane. Okay, but she really did get smart. one wrong. Yeah, yeah, I did. Sorry, no, I, that was a Debbie Downer moment. You got one wrong. <laughs> Do you want to explain what happened on stage? There's this part in the finale where the corps de ballet is, um, they're sitting on the floor in lines, and um, myself and um, another female dancer, like, run zigzag between the lines, and we do, like, grand jetés, which is, like, little split jumps, and we have to, like, turn the corner quickly. It's like a race, basically. And I slipped when I was turning one of the corners, and I just, like, sat on Russell, basically. Who was sitting in one of those lines. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know who it was. Um, I just was, like, trying to get my feet under me. And then <laughs> I was just, like, trying to get back up. And, and then you had to do it all on your own. And then he just sat there. And then I watched the video. <laughs> he, he did like, nothing. He flinches a little <gasps> bit. But <laughs> he, like, flinches when I, like... Because, like, his head was turned, so I think he wasn't expecting yeah. me to, yeah, like... I think I he think, might be facing away. Yeah, their heads are facing away. Yeah, but that was probably a still, shocking moment for him. I know. It was more shocking for me. <laughs> but I just... It was just... We just laughed. It was, it was yeah. very funny. Yeah. Yeah. These things happen. Yeah. Have you fallen any other time on top of anyone or just <laughs> on the floor? All by myself? Yeah. Um, I fell in Concerto Barocco. I think it was my debut. I was holding hands with Wendy in the third movement. Like Bellamy, She also didn't Bellamy. help you up? <laughs> she she helped me up. She um she kept my hand, I remember. And then I remember looking at her feet, and she was, like, in this first position. And um, I was like, I made her stop dancing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because she's probably not supposed to be in a first position. No. Not at that time. No, and she, she couldn't really... Dance. Yeah, um, but she. she yeah, I mean, uh, a hand grip can be very powerful. Like if somebody's going down, the hand can really it can do something. You still go down a lot yeah. of the time, but yeah, it can prov- it can help you get back up. Or take whoever is down with or, you. Or yeah, you could. Which is like nice because at least you didn't go down just on your own by yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I there think there was one more fall. I can't recall what it is now though. I think I've had four. Only, yeah. Have I'm you a, seen her dance? I know she's like so know. stable. She's very, yeah, you are. <laughs> gonna have to wow. knock on some wood now. I think though. I've already done four plus. <laughs> I've done four just today. <laughs> <laughs> and at this time, I think it's time for Abby to go back to her books and back to study. I am done for the semester. <gasps> and you don't want to prepare ahead. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do with all this time? You know, I I don't know. Spend I, it with people. I'm going to try to figure out my life a little bit. I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. You'll have to buy my book um, if you want me to elaborate on that. If anyone wants to give me a book deal. Um. What's your title? <laughs> yeah. Is there a title? 
for it? Um, I, I, I plead the Fifth Amendment. Good choice. Good choice. Literally. That is the title. I, I plead my Fifth Amendment. It's, I plead yeah. the Fifth. The Fifth. My Fifth. <laughs> My fifth. I plead my I fifth. I plead my fifth position. Well, it is your, it is your, oh, that's cute. That's, I plead oh, my we're, fifth we're, position. Yeah, when you're just like allowed to just not do fifth. I plead with yeah. my fifth position all the time. All I listen day. to mine. You listen. I listen to my fifth. Yeah. I get mad at mine. Because yours is screaming. Is it saying, stop doing this? It's That's like, a mind screaming it's to like, me. It's like, look at you go. Look at you in fifth. You have a good fifth. I do. Yeah. I do. It's like a good it's a nice heel one. to toe. Yeah, she is very stable. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been saying it. She's very stable. Okay. Uh. It's been a pleasure to have you on the Rosin Box. Good luck, Abby. Thank you. Thanks for having me. On this week's Ask the Dancer series, we're going to ask a few questions to each other because we got some really good responses from listeners uh, through our Instagram uh, message. Story response. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, everyone, for responding to those and being so participative. So I think we're going to go ahead and I'm going to ask Claire the first question, uh, which is how do you deal with your feet daily and how do you keep them healthy? I have... Some morning exercises that I do, mm-hmm. a lot of TheraBand exercises. If I have a long rehearsal day, I usually try to find a moment throughout the day to elevate my feet, to just get whatever swelling might be in them down. Mm-hmm. And I will usually, before most rehearsals, I will do the TheraBand exercises again, but maybe less intensively. And then at the end of the day is when I really do a good recovery. I usually put on my yoga toes. They're just, it's like a toe separator that allows your toes to have more space between each toe because when you wear a point shoe a lot, your toes get so close together and they're kind of jammed together in an unnatural way. So I wear the yoga toes to get them to be a little more spread out, to relax. I usually do an ice bath at the end of every day, especially because I've had some recent um, foot injuries. So an ice bath has given me the peace of mind to know that I'm taking away any swelling that could have Mm -hmm. amounted during the day. And then again, after all of that, I will elevate and sometimes... And, if needed. and sometimes, if needed, I put on an anti-inflammatory cream. I think those are all my foot things. Good. Next question. What are some performance hacks? So I think a good performance hack would be preparing and having everything ready that you might need backstage beforehand. I like getting ready wherever it is that I'm going to need mid-show. Um, that being water or shoes or rosin on the side, as well as a chair. I like getting that ready so I don't have to walk around or stand a lot. Um, so I can really take advantage of that time that I'm off stage. I also think a good meal before the show and a well-rested body usually performs better and at a higher level. So I also recommend that. And a well-rehearsed ballot will allow you to not have to think so much about the steps 
and just concentrate on enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like pacing yourself as you do it. Yeah, too. which is the hardest hack is like knowing when to push and knowing when to hold back during a performance. That, and you only learn that by performing a lot and performing a lot of the same role. You get to know how to pace yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a well rehearsed dancer. Yeah, I think that's does a very, much better. That's a good. Yeah, hack. and also in terms of rest, a power nap really goes a long way. Mm-hmm. I know if I have. 10 or 15 minutes to spare and I can take a brief nap it, I do much better during the show oh, also water oh yes, hydration hydrate. is key for like everything amen hydration snacks you're gonna be just fine yeah next question Claire what do you do to maintain your punches and make them last I usually put glue in the bottom of my point shoes before wearing them because that so I've been told makes the point shoes last longer because you have an extra layer of support on the bottom of the point shoe, um, which allows them not to die as quickly. So let's say I put glue in the bottom, usually something we use jet glue or hot stuff. Those are the brands that we use at New York City Ballet and put them in the bottom of the shoes and then I'll just kind of, really, that glue is my saving grace. I put that glue on if I sense an area in the shoe is starting to uh, soften. I'll put glue maybe a little bit under the arch. Although I try not to do that too much because I think it changes the way the shank of the point shoe points sometimes. At least that's just for me personally. But the glue does help to make them last longer. And I don't really do many more things to the shoe in order to give them a long life. But definitely glue the tips before you wear them. The City Ballet podcast will be taking a couple of weeks off, but we'll return with a brand new batch of episodes, including See the Music with Andrew Litton, Hear the Dance with Silas Farley, and New Combinations with Wendy Wellen. We look forward to welcoming you back to the Rosenbox next year. And please, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the latest episode releases. If you like this show, please leave us a review. We hope to see you soon in the theater, so head over to nycballet.com to have a look at what's on stage. We'll hear from you next time. I sound like Britney Spears. I'm like, I sound like Britney Spears. I know. Oops, she did it again. She went back to school for another degree.